the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton coming at you this Saturday afternoon. Um, Man, I'm not understanding. I, I went to sleep last week and I woke up and it was springtime. I don't know what happened in winter. I just was <laughs> just figuring it out. Uh, I, I missed Christmas. I missed everything, man. I'm like walking around here with a jacket on. They say it's supposed to be fifties this weekend. And I'm just like, I am not complaining, man. But I, I, you know, my, my, uh, I, they're not my heartfelt prayers going out to my brothers and sisters who depend on the winter to make money because because <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of cold weather. So, but I'm praying that uh, things turn around for you and God makes a way. You know, when we uh when we look at 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 our lives and, and and we look at the weather, a lot of times because we we are such a um a numbers oriented society, you know, through manufacturing or investments or things like that, uh, the, the we don't we don't really understand the effect that the weather has and and when we look at uh uh the bible and we see how people prayed and and how they really depended on god because the weather was such a big part of their economy and they and when they did what they did it was because you know if they didn't have a good rain or if they didn't get a lot of sunshine uh then they wouldn't have a good crop and then you have a good crop you don't have a good economy no good economy you can't pay can't pay you know for you know civil things like soldiers and things like that so the weather played a big part and, you know, and I was even thinking that as I was driving the, uh, the other day and I was like enjoying with my window down and I was saying like, wow, you know, as I enjoy this, somebody else is a little sad. And I got to thinking about this world in the world system that we live in and that for all our enjoyments, there's some sadness somewhere else. You know, when I, when I think about the opportunities I've had to go to different countries, and uh, and I remember the first country I went to quite naturally was was Mexico, and when I went to Mexico, right, I I, I get over there, and it's such a stark difference, just crossing the border. I crossed the border, and uh, you know, and and I'm just gonna be honest with you, you know, I mean, if, if y'all ain't figured it out by now, you know, I'm African American, you know, what I mean, so so uh, I, life ain't always been a crystal stair. And there's a lot of things that, you know, that one can complain about. But when I went over into Mexico and I, you know, I, I, I took, man, I, my whole little red, black and green mentality got changed, you know, because here I am crossing this border and I see this level of, of poverty and I see uh, just the, the state of the equipment, 
you know, even going in the restaurants, looking at, I mean, just everything was like, like I was eating in a house or, uh, you know, it wasn't the big fancy things like I had in America. And I'm not going to lie, when I crossed the border, man, I, man, shoot, I kissed the ground when I got back on the other side of the border, you know, because it was so easy for me to stow, to throw stones at America, to point out America's wrongs. And America has a lot of wrongs and a lot of things that, and the law of sowing and reaping that you just have to deal with. But on the other side, you know, America is the best of the worst. <laughs> it's, 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 you can't you can't get no better. You know, you can go to other nations, even other developed nations, and and they don't do because woven into our 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 our, our whole way of living is still a faint heartbeat of a biblical worldview. I mean, you know, we we still look out for the poor. You know, and that's one of the things that that God, you know, just commands us to do is look out for. The, we still look out for the poor. I mean, you know, you don't go to other nations uh, that are under a different theological banner and see the level of of uh, welfare or or opportunities to give as America gives and 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 provides for those who don't have here. Even though you can complain about it and and the systematicness of it and the and the big large gap. Uh, and you know, with, between wealth and poverty in our nation, you know, it's still not as bad as other places. I'm not glorifying it. I'm just saying that, you know, when you compare it amongst others, you know, they're doing a good job. When you compare it to scripture, they're not doing a good job. And, and, and so when we, when we, when we look at things and, and we, we can't let life be judged just by what makes us feel good. Because what makes us feel good, a lot of times, is harming somebody else. I mean, the level of lifestyle that we enjoy in America, you know, it it's at the risk of somebody else in the world. I mean, America consumes fifty one percent of the world's goods and makes up seventeen percent of the world's population. So, you know, we consume more than our fair share of some things. So we we live good. We live prosperous. You know, we. We live there, you know, and, and, you know, because, you know, we're, we're, we're America, you know, and I was reading the Beatitudes the other day and, you know, and, you know, just said, you know, blessed are the poor for, you know, for, for they will, you know, see the kingdom of God. And, and in some translations say blessed are the poor in spirit or gentle, so you can take it as poor and then say blessed are those who want weep now, for they shall rejoice later on. But basically, you know, Jesus is saying that, you know, and, and, you know, and cursed are those who are prosperous and fat now for that, you know, because they won't have it later on. So basically, God said, don't worry, you know, it, it, whatever you're quote unquote suffering now in this life, you know, I'm going to give you more in the next. And he promises that. And so sometimes we have to understand that, that that what makes us smile today could be making someone else frown. You know, what I mean, that when it gets to that point, you know, we win a war. We're happy. The person who lost the war. It's sad. You know, our team wins, the other team loses. We're happy, the other team is sad. You know what I mean? And so that in this world there's always that give and take. But a world is gonna come when 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 the world is gets recreated, when Jesus comes back, that we don't have to worry about the give and take anymore. You know, it's gonna be a change that comes in. And and I just wanna talk to you today about just our, our attitude. Our attitude toward where we are, you know, and because in light of the fact that, you know, I mean, most of my friends would say they're broke, you know, they don't have any money or anything like that. 
and you know, and 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 I like numbers. I'm I'm an accountant. I like numbers, and you know, and and you know, I've I've seen people come to me praying, "Oh, Pastor, pray that I get a better job." You know, I need to make X amount of dollars, right? You know, I'm barely making it now. Then they pray and they get the better job. They get more dollars than they want than they went went, and they're all happy and they're rejoicing. And then about six to eight months later. They're telling me this job ain't paying enough, Pastor. You know, I need you know I need to find something that's gonna make you pay my bills. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Last year, you was only making X amount of dollars, and you say you needed this, and you got it. Yeah, but that ain't enough now because what we do is then then we start we start spending, we start enjoying, we up our level of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Whereas we might have been living on level one, now we're on level two or three. If we had stayed on level one, then we would have a lot of disposable income. But, no, we got to kick it up a bit. You know what I mean? And, you know, we, we see this nice two for $5 T-shirt or, you know, we go out and buy these shoes. And, and we don't realize that sometimes what actually went into getting that thing produced for us, you know. So our joy of getting a good price is that the sorrow of somebody else working in a factory or working in a sweatshop or doing whatever you know, I'm just reminded of, uh, you know, my mom, you know, always telling me about, you know, they owned their own farm, but the people around them um, were involved in sharecropping. And sharecropping was basically you shared in the crop with the owner of the land. And in return, he extended you a line of credit so you could, you know, buy clothes or food or whatever you needed for your family until the crop came in. But, you know, the crop always sold for less than what you owed, so you had to go back to work and share in the next crop the next year and next year. And as you can understand, it, it was just like slavery. You never got out of this contract. And and in the midst of it, you also said, signed and said that your children would handle your debt. So your children had to stay on this land and, and, and work this land, you know, for the rest of their lives. And so I remember my uncle married my aunt. Well, I didn't remember. They told me my when my uncle married my aunt, she was, you know, she couldn't leave the plantation because her dad was sharecropping and she had to help pay off his debt. So my uncle, you know, being in love, he moved on to the plantation too. And he realized after, you know, having his own farm, you know, been with his dad, he realized what was going on, that they was never going to get out this debt because this man was not, you know, selling or buying a crop back at, at the market rate. And so the only way that they can get away was to leave in the middle of the night and leave in the middle of the night, jump on a train and, and you know, get out of there. And that's what he did with his family, you know, to get them out of that 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 system. You know what I mean? You know, one one man's joy, you know, was another man's sorrow. and uh, And so they moved up to... Chicago and and change routes and everything went like that and so and but you know his attitude at first was you know I'm going to help pay off this debt so my wife can move but when he got into the midst of it he realized it wasn't going to happen you know what I mean and then he had, they had to sneak out on her dad you know and the dad told him to sneak out because he knew there just wasn't no way that this thing was going to ever get paid off and he didn't want to see all his children trapped there you know because you know then they would have been it was just like slavery and so, but, you know, as my mom was telling me that story again, another lady at my church, 
she also grew up during those times and was a little girl doing that. And she was just explaining how, you know, they, they never could get away and they were always there. And, and they remember when the, the only way they really got away is when the, they, they came and outlawed, you know, uh, sharecropping in, in, in a particular state. And, and then, uh, they were, they were free to go. And then they bought their own little land and, and worked their land. And it was such a rejoicing in the family when they could finally see the fruits of their labors and go that route, you know, and do that. So, you know, and, and the attitude, you know, was pretty much the same. We just got to work hard and, and, and get this thing going. So, my purpose of set sharing all these illustrations is this is that when when you look at life when you look at life and sometimes life is pitching you uh nice fat juicy fastball that you're going to take over the fence if you're a baseball player or you know you're in front of an open goal as a hockey player man you you're ecstatic your attitude is on one you know everything's going right for you uh you're doing you're doing well your family's doing well but then you go through a little tragedy, maybe in your health, you know, your finances or something like that. And and you don't have that same attitude. You know, you kind of break down. You kind of you kind of get a little you get a little you go. Know, you get a little grumpy. You don't want to be around people, uh, you know, and I'm speaking about me. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm speaking about me because, you know, I, I, I people wonder where I was because, you know, I just kind of shut down for about four or five days. Didn't answer my phone everything like that, because I had to get along with God. I had to pray because I realized my attitude was based upon my circumstances. And and my circumstances don't control me. Yeah, right. Circumstances are just something that's there. My God is the God of my circumstances. Whether I base or abound, I have to learn to keep the same attitude. I have to learn to 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 to, to be content in whatever state I'm in. And and because, you know, of some potential health issues, it wasn't really there. You know, and I was going to pray to make sure they weren't there. But, you know, you know, my my attitude was I wasn't sad or grumpy. I just was distant. And if you're always around me, I'm always I'm always engaging. But I was kind of distant. I just wanted to be alone. You know, what I mean, because I'll be honest with you. I'm not used to this old thing growing old. You know, I can't lift what I used to lift. <laughs> I can't run like I used to run. You know, what I mean? and and so my attitude, I had to come back and. And I and I got to get an adjustment, you know. What I mean, that, that's there, and 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 understand this. You know, my my sons are pushing me off to the side, telling me, you know, our dad, you know, no offense, dad, but uh, we got this. You know, what I mean, and 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 I love to work, so that it it it, it kind of shocks me a little bit. But I have to realize that my place or my position is changing. You know, it it really is changing, and I have to allow it to change. But that doesn't really affect my attitude. You know what I mean? I, I should have the same joyful, joyful, joyful attitude no matter what I'm going through. And so I, I'm, 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 I'm saying to you that in spite of any circumstance that you can run up on, you got to maintain your joy. You know, uh, you're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church, and I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. And I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful uh, to be here on our AM 980 The Mission and and I'm, and my thankfulness revolves around the fact that I have an opportunity to come in and, and share with you. And, and then those of you who contact me, you know, who uh, email or, or see me in on the street or stay fair, whatever. Great conversations. You know, I end up sitting next to a lady that I didn't know loved my show one day. I was sitting next to her. right, and She was like, 
She was going in and she said, Sutton, are you, do you have a, I said, yeah, she said, I love your show, you know, and I'm just sitting next to her at a banquet, you know what I mean, it, it goes there, so, you know, I, I, I appreciate that, that you can, and I get the chance to share my heart with you and be real. Uh, we're going to take a break, and after the break, I want to come back and tie in, uh, tie in Mexico, tie in sharecropping, and tie it all in with attitude, and uh, so that we can uh, maybe have a, a chance to examine ourselves and walk in the joy of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beaver and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980, the Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Hey, just always want to extend that open invitation to you guys to, to come out and, and visit with us. Uh, you know, just a, a young young congregation, growing congregation, trying to trying to get out there and make some impact uh, in North Minneapolis. Uh, our primary goal is, is is youth and leadership. That's what we do. We we go after youth and we go after leadership. Uh, just a FYI, uh, January 14th. Um, I don't have the exact time. I'll come back. You can check our website, uh, www.sotlc.org. Uh, we'll be having our first uh, college and uh, career class. Uh, the first one is going to be on, uh, you know, two ways to go to college, pay or get paid. And uh, and so hopefully you'll choose the latter. But we're going to be going through the different steps and processes, just reviewing it. For those who don't know, uh, giving insight, dates, times, and things to do uh, to to ensure that, that you not only get into college, get into college is easy, but our goal is to get it totally paid for. So the kids that come through our program, uh, the majority of them get the majority of things paid for or they get full rides. And uh, and so we try to get them there and uh, and and. You know, I call athletics the back door. I call special grants the side door, but I call academics the front door. So we try to come through the front door and get uh, full rides based upon our academics. So uh, for more information, just go to our website and, and go to 3Deep, you know, click on 3Deep. And uh, it should be, if it's not posted this weekend, it'll be posted toward the latter part. But it's going to be January 14th where we're going to be, um, you know, getting kids ready for school and helping them take the ACT and stuff like that. 
Well, Mexico, you know, being in Mexico, when I was in Mexico, the thing that, that impressed me the most about being in Mexico was that, you know, in spite of not having the same resources that their neighbors had in America, those people were happy, man. You know I mean? They, they, they were happy. I remember getting up in the morning and walking up to the little, uh, little bakery where they were baking the tortillas in the morning and everybody was bubbly and talking and going, but man, they didn't have much. And even when I looked at the, the church that was hosting us on this missions trip, you know, and, uh, that, you know, we were coming there to help them build a second floor in an education building, but it was like, you know, I mean, they shared what they had, but, you know, you could tell that it wasn't, you know, there wasn't mega churching, you know what I mean? So, but their attitude was the thing that just always just impressed me, you know, and the one thing that impressed me the most, it made just a burning thing in my mind that I had to go back to, you know, when I was feeling frustrated with my age is that we had a, we had a, a, a meeting in this little community and we went handing out flyers and everything like that. And a few people showed up cause it was supposed to rain that day. And it did rain. I mean, it rained it, it, and, and the building was leaking. So it was, the building wasn't no bigger than a, man, it was like about, it was about 10 by 12, the building. Right. And so it couldn't even hold us, let alone the people. And, uh, and so we, we was going to go outside. So we prayed. Now we, now we prayed, we prayed the Lord stopped the rain. And you know the rain stopped all around us except except at the church, right? And 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 people that were playing soccer in the field saw that it wasn't raining around us to the left, and then it was raining to the right, you know, but not right where we were. And but still, even then, we sat out there and we were standing there, we standing in the mud, you know, <laughs> singing songs, praising the Lord. And in my mind, I was like, you know, this would not fly <laughs> back in, 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 in America. It just wouldn't fly. And then when the service reached a certain point and we began to pray for people, and this one young girl wanted us to pray for her dad who was in prison, and just the Spirit of the Lord came and everybody just kind of broke and cried with her, and people got on their knees in that muddy water got on their knees and, and worship God. And, and I'm sitting up here still worried about my, my gym shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was standing in the mud and I'm like, they just no, no avail, no coaxing. We didn't say everybody kneeled and nothing like that. They just, when, when the, when the spirit of God came on, when we, when we were praying for this little girl, they just honored that. And, and, and their circumstances did not affect how they worship God. They still worship them. They got on their knees and raised their hands up in the air. And that's what they did. You know what I mean? And it was a Baptist church. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a Pentecostal church. It was a Baptist church. But they got on their knees and raised their hands to honor God in the in the muddy water. And then and and then, you know, so I was like, man, I you know, I'm never one to be outdone. I'm just competitive, right? So, you know, I'm just like, you know, I I need to abandon that. And, and that came back to me this week as I looked at the weather, and I know some people are 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 mad at the weather because it's not you know the lakes aren't freezing fast enough, and you know whatever is happening, and the bay to, to cut in the income and things like that, and and I got a little upset this week with you know with with doctors' reports or false reports, you know, but then got happy when it was corrected, you know, and and I realized that man, I have to keep 
the joy of the Lord is my strength. I have to keep, I can't allow circumstances to dictate my attitude. As my, as my friend, Pastor Ojibodi says, my current situation is not my final destination. So therefore, why am I allowing it to, to, to affect me that bad? And I just wonder you, maybe you might be going through some things, you might be looking at stuff and, and it may not, your day might not be going right and you're slamming pencils on the desk or, you know, you're getting mad with information you've gotten, you know, getting bad texts, you know, you know, yeah, you know, as, 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 as I get sometimes and waiting on the IRS and different things like that. But you know what? You got to keep, you got to keep your joy. Don't let those circumstances change your God. Don't let them dictate how your day is going to go. What dictates your day is what God has said about you, what God has called you to, you know, that's what dictates your day. That's what dictates your attitude. That's what dictates your time. You know what I mean? If, if if a person can be happy with a with a little living right next door to someone who has a lot, you know what I mean? Then, you know, you know that that person has something else with inside of them that's motivating them. You know, let God shine through. You know, it's not what we have. It's not what we want. But it's what he's promised us. In Jesus' name, have a great, prosperous week. And i uh, see you guys next week. And uh, let's pray for 70s. No, just, I'm just teasing. All right. God bless. <laughs>